This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Now, pleasure to be joined right now by Glenn Kelman, who is the CEO of Redfin. Glenn, welcome to Wharton Business Daily. Thanks for a few moments. Thanks for having me. All right, let's get your read on the state of the housing market at the moment and what you guys are seeing uh, around Redfin at the moment. Strong prices, weak sales. Interest rates are now above 7%, and there's no sense that they'll ease by the end of the year. So inventory is still really low. We're going to start seeing better numbers just because the year-over-year comparisons will get easier. The second half of 2022 was a disaster for the housing market. But we're still just in the middle of an affordability crisis where the Fed's actions have affected the housing market but left the rest of the economy mostly untouched. What's the expectation then uh, that we should look at, as you said, in in the short term, uh, it's not looking as promising as we would probably like to see uh, for the second half of this year in terms of home selling, home availability. Uh, the pricing is still going to be high. As you mentioned with rates, it, it's it's going to be a challenge for a lot of companies in this industry over the next few months. It will, but I think most of us have already made the adjustment, whether it's Redfin, Zillow, Open Door, Compass, Remax, EXP. The industry is just slowly losing capacity, which is important and necessary just because we had one and a half million real estate agents trying to sell less than one million houses. Yeah. So when you have an all-time high in the number of real estate agents joining the industry and inventory near an all-time low, it's just a very cutthroat competitive market. Is the expectation then that this low level of availability of properties is going to continue for the foreseeable future at this point? At least a couple of years. There are just so many people we talk to who say, why would I sell my house? Because I'd also have to sell my mortgage, which is a 3% mortgage yep. when rates are at 7 So many Americans can't afford to buy the house they're living in right now just because of the rate increase. So it's almost inconceivable for them to think about moving up. But I don't think that's going to last 30 years. About a third of Americans, actually maybe 37%, had an adjustable rate mortgage. So five years out from their refinancing, uh, they're going to start thinking, wow, one way or another, I'm going to be paying a higher rate and it'll be easier for them to list their home. So all of this seemingly makes it that much uh, more of a challenge for first-time buyers to get into the marketplace, and that's a that's a very important component of how this industry continues to build year after year. Absolutely, and I think the recent Supreme Court action on student loan forgiveness will make it even harder. We heard from many of our customers over the past week that that is just the nail in the coffin for this year's home buying plan. Uh, Many people took on big debt going to college, and they were hoping that some of that would be set aside so that they could buy a home, and now I think that seems less likely. Do we potentially dip to a degree back into a housing crisis and and see uh, people defaulting on loans because of, of some of these components in the months ahead? I don't think so. I think it's more a market of haves and have-nots this time. So in 2008, so many people bought a home who really shouldn't have. There were liar loans and people with 
550 credit scores buying homes that they really couldn't afford. And almost as soon as home prices stopped increasing, those people had to default because their whole strategy was a rising home price would allow them to continually refinance it. Now the people who own homes have really high credit scores. Uh, they're mostly older and wealthier. Um, so really it's a generational problem that there are people over 40 yep. who are sitting pretty in this housing market. And then there are people under 30 who are trying to figure out how to get in. What has this last three and a half years been like for your company in general, dealing with all these fluctuations? And, and at a time that pre-pandemic, it seemed like it was really ready for you know this industry for even greater growth because of how technology was playing a role in the real estate industry. It's been a wild ride. Redfin, as you probably know, isn't just a real estate website, but also a real estate brokerage. We use technology to make the whole home buying process better. We list homes for only a 1% fee. But the cost of doing that is that we're not as insulated as a pure website would be from the market's ups and downs. Our real estate agents are employees, and they earn a great bonus, but we also pay them a salary and health care benefits. And all of those fixed costs, when the market is so volatile, have just wrecked havoc on our business. But I've been through it before. We went through the great financial crisis of 2008. I've been the CEO for 17 or 18 years. So I think that gives us some stability. Uh, we know that the market is going to get better, that housing is a basic human need, that we built a better mousetrap. And so now I think we're poised to take market share and really grow our business again. But what did, felt crazy, if I could just finish yep, that thought, Yep. what felt crazy during the pandemic was just how strong home buying demand was. We all knew it couldn't last. When you have home prices increasing 15 or 20%, it just feels crazy, crazy. Yeah. And so at some level, it's almost a relief to be back in a normalized market. Great to have, uh, uh, great to have talking on the show, uh, Glenn Kelman, who is the uh, CEO of Redfin. Uh, let me just give you this little bit of personal anecdote, if I can, Glenn. Uh, dur during the pandemic, my neighbor on my left, uh, they sold their house during the pandemic. The, the sign never went up on their yard. My, my neighbor to the right just sold their house uh, within the last week. The sign was up for about a week. So there is that dynamic of speed, which is still out there in the marketplace. It may have changed yeah, a little bit, yeah. but it's still playing a factor right now. Yeah, part of that is the low inventory, and part of that is technology has just made the housing market faster. People see homes on their phones the second they hit the market. They can push a button to tour them, and they can push another button to write an offer. So people still have to move fast. It's just a big change from 10 years ago. How do you see the uh, the industry then potentially developing over the next several years? I know that's probably looking into the crystal ball a little bit, but mm. what what can you see play out? Well, efficiency is just going to be so important. So when rates are near 0% for businesses to borrow money, capital comes flooding into both the lending and the brokerage markets, and it creates a lot of businesses that don't have a fundamental competitive advantage. Right. But long-term, traditional brokerages still have a cost structure that's hard to sustain. They aren't driving demand for their agents. Right. And so there are going to be some brokers that can drive demand for their agents. Redfin would be an example of that. And then there are going to be other brokers like EXP 
that are just really, really efficient. Right. Glenn, appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Great insight. Glenn Kelman, who is the CEO of Redfin. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.